Welcome to Hello Church. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. I'm Wade Bearden. I'm Justin Trapp. And whether you're watching here on YouTube or listening, subscribing to podcasts, we are certainly glad you are here with us. And we have an important topic today, and it's an interesting question that we're going to be diving in, and it's should pastors preach on pop cultural topics? Yeah, so we talked about... Uh, a number of different issues as it relates to preaching in the last couple of weeks. And one of those that we've kind of been skirting around is the issue of pop culture. And there's a lot of different ways to define culture and to define pop culture, popular culture. We're thinking mostly uh, those popular books, those movies, those television shows, even podcasts that generate uh interest and that are a part of our collective imaginations. So how do pastors talk about those issues? And I know immediately when you when you say, should we preach on pop culture? There are all these ideas that come to the surface. And we're going to talk through all of those because we've, you know, we've mentioned this many times, uh, preaching should be based in the Bible, but how can we kind of harness popular culture to help people to understand the Bible and apply the Bible to where they're living right now? It's really interesting because we surveyed a group of pastors on our email list, and we had over 1,500 uh, pastors respond, and they we asked them very simply, should pastors preach on pop cultural topics? And 74% said yes, we should. And, and wait, what's interesting about you is you've been at sort of the forefront of this conversation where pop cultural uh, things and faith intersect you have a podcast Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, so i am the co-host of a film and television podcast called seeing and believing and we say we like to search for the sacred on screen so we examine movies sometimes television shows and we talk about those shows we are film critics but then we also delve into the spiritual themes embedded in those movies so what are these films saying specifically about God and about the church, but then also, even if they're not mentioning Christianity or even religion directly, what are they saying about the good life, about the way that we as humans should order our habits, our loves, and our lives, and how that then interacts with our Christian worldview. So it's a whole lot of fun, and we try to do our best to respect the art, um, but also realize, Art, art's powerful. I mean, there are a lot of different ways to think about art. One of those is that art can help us to see the world with new eyes. It can remind us of things. It can pose questions to us that maybe we haven't thought about. It can help us answer questions, and it can generate emotion. And so we're talking about art, how that interacts with us, just with movies in general. Uh, but when we think about preaching, how do we talk about art Um, popular culture and the way that it's working through our collective conscience and then what we can do to direct people through that to God's word. So you don't want to just take art and say, hey, we're just going to use art and mend it any way we want to to get people to think about God. But I think good art naturally helps us think about bigger questions in life. A lot of art, a lot of movies, TV shows is, uh, you know, the central... uh, focus is, is telling a story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and jesus told lots of stories mm-hmm. and in fact i saw somebody i don't remember i would love to the quote the, the scores here but they said like 34 or 35 percent of jesus words in the new testament were spent mm-hmm. telling stories and when jesus would tell those stories he would use a lot of common imagery mm-hmm. of, of that day to sort of illustrate 
the gospel to to the crowds and the masses. And you had brought up, I think we actually talked about it on another podcast. I don't remember mm-hmm. now, but but you had brought up this um, this topic of when Herod in Jesus' day, yeah. when Jesus t- told the the parable of the mustard seed. I, can you just break that out real quick? Because I thought it was so fascinating for pastors to really think about this dynamic when Jesus used that common imagery of that day to illustrate. Yeah, so in the Gospels, Jesus, he, it's, at one point specifically, he talks about having faith and you can, you can move uh, mountains. And a lot of commentators believe it's a direct reference to how King Herod, who's this great architect and who redesigned the temple in Jerusalem, uh, how he built this mountaintop palace. The only problem was there wasn't a mountain there. He couldn't have a mountaintop palace without a mountain, so he hauled in dirt and they actually built a mountain. And so when Jesus said that, it would have clicked, and it is possible that it's in the same vicinity of where he made that statement. And maybe it was even in the background. Wouldn't that be powerful? Right? Maybe not just in the background of their mind, but visually in the background. And so for them, they said, wow, this king is so powerful. He has this incredible mind, Herod, uh, to be able to build these things. And yet, Jesus says, you can do greater things than that because I'm more powerful um, than these Roman rulers. So it's a very political message, uh, but it's also a message about faith. And you mentioned it. These people lived in an agrarian society, very different from where we are today. So they would have understood vineyards and seeds and servants and masters architecture they would have seen those things differently than we do and so jesus utilizes those elements often and he says hey you know about mustard seeds you know about this you know about that let me direct uh the way you think about those things and push you to hopefully help you understand what i'm saying about the kingdom of god and so he's using those types of you know popular cultural uh, points and he's kind of redirecting them and saying, "Hey, let, let me let me try to let me try to help you understand uh, this big message about my kingdom." And so it's it's really fascinating how he how he did that. And I think we can do that today, not just by repeating those parables, but by also uh, even creating parables that teach scripture. I think Andy Stanley said uh, many years ago. I heard like on a on a I think it was when I was listening to conferences on cassettes, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a thing. <laughs> I remember hearing hearing him say that culture is like the wind, and you you don't you can't just get mad at the culture and say I'm not going to you leverage this. Mm-hmm. You use it to like harness the wind, like like a mm-hmm. like a sail would to to sort of help your congregation move or understand come to a better understanding of things. If you spit in the wind or if you reject culture, it just kind of like blows up in your face. But we see that Jesus, he used the, these things to his advantage with, with uh, sharing parables. Another thing why I believe that pastors should preach on pop cultural items is, is it really can add interest. It could, it could um, generate buzz both inside and outside your church because your church people are already consuming, right? They're already absorbing these popular things in culture. These, mm-hmm. the office, uh, star Wars, Endgame, you know, the Avengers, they're already going to be having the a sort of water cooler talk, if you will, with their friends, mm-hmm. with their family. It's already going to be a part of this discussion. If you as a pastor are able to sort of pull out some of these insights, some of these lessons, some of these yeah. moments where we can uh, pause and say, oh, you know what, that 
this is kind of where my faith or you know some things in the Bible sort of intersect with this moment here in this movie or this television show. That can actually be a powerful moment because we can process stories a lot easier than we just process facts. Yeah. Let me let me give you an example. Uh, so I like visual art. I, I really don't know a ton about it. So I'm not an expert in the history of visual art and in painters and artists, uh, but I did go to a Van Gogh exhibit in our area and they brought in a number of his his paintings and a couple of them were, were very famous paintings and I remember walking in front of one that was very small and uh, it's called a pair of wooden clogs I think he painted this a year or two before uh, he he died and it's just a pair of of wooden clogs but the way that the the shoes are depicted in that painting, the brush strokes, it almost makes you feel the the way that these are worn. It feels weary. And I remember looking at it and just being struck by how sometimes life isn't always easy. And sometimes you come home and you just feel weary. And it even pushed me to to, to remind myself of those times when we say, well, you know, what what is there to life? What is what is there? Is there something more than just kind of what we're doing day in and day out? And that's a good example of, of how art can elicit questions and emotions and feelings. So somebody came up to me and said, hey, you know, the daily grind, sometimes that's, uh, uh, it's hard. It makes you wonder if there's something more. I'm like, yeah. But then I look at that painting and I really feel that. And I think that that can happen with movies, television shows, books, uh, pieces of visual art, sculptures, where we can look at them and we realize something, uh, we feel something that maybe we didn't feel before. And so pastors is you can kind of leverage these things that people are talking about. And you can say, hey, you see this, you feel this way. Well, why do you feel that way? Well, let's see what the Bible says about that, about our yearnings and about our longings. And so it's not just a cheap way to throw out an illustration. And I'll give another example. I remember hearing a message and this person was speaking about uh, the Eucharist, communion. And they had this illustration about people eating. And they're like, oh, you love food. Well, today we're going to talk about food. And I felt like that was kind of a cheap illustration because it didn't really get at uh, the meaning of communion. And so I think there's a good way to use pop culture. And I think there's a way that, that maybe isn't terrible, but maybe it doesn't help as much as it could. Yeah, I think the the same moral dilemmas, right, and conflicts that your congregation will see in movies have have already been addressed in, mm-hmm. by the Word of God. And so it brings me to a thought that we've had, and you and I have talked through, is that that culture should not inform the Bible, mm-hmm. but we can use the Bible to inform culture. I love what Mark Batterson said when you and I spent some time with him in Washington D.C. Uh, pastor of National Community Church, he wrote, you know, the Grave Robber and the Circle Maker. Uh, he said that so often in the church we're talking about things that no one is talking about. <laughs> right? People want to know how the Christian faith relates to their world, mm-hmm. and if we can address the culture in church, we communicate the importance of viewing everything through the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's there are so many things kind of happening in our culture. And ways that we are struggling, ways that we are succeeding, and I think you can you can take that, and uh, I think you can really just um, push people towards something greater. I, I, one another example is is oftentimes we'll watch movies, and whether we realize it or not, 
um, they present a certain version of life. So it's like, if you want to live a good life, you have to have these things. A particular type of spouse, um, uh, glory, people know your name, whatever it is, that you have to achieve that. And so what happens sometimes is when people don't achieve those things, they feel like, oh man, I'm you know, kind of missing out. And I think we can kind of leverage that and we can say, hey, here's where culture is steering us in the wrong direction. And then also, here's where this pop culture, here is where... You can response. Yeah, here's a response. Uh, here is where maybe pop culture has it right. Uh, so I think there are really important things we can talk about. And it's important because we're not preaching. I don't think you should preach pop culture. You should preach biblical principles. But how can culture kind of help us understand what the principles are saying or help us realize that when maybe we haven't realized that before? No, I, I think it's a great point. Um, and, it, and, and, you know, I think a lot of pastors may be hesitant. Maybe they, they, they think that they should preach on pop culture, but maybe they've been hesitant. I know at Ministry Pass, we have several series that can help you lean into that, sermon series that can help you um, approach that in a way mm-hmm. that, that feels faithful and yet feels uh, relevant to where we're at as a culture and where your, where your congregation is. Um, so, I, you know... Again, culture, like Andy Stanley said, it's like the wind, right? You can use the wind for your benefit, and going against the wind can prove to be, you know, tough if you're trying to walk uphill. So, um, yeah, I love this. I love this talk. I love talking about these things with you, especially because you have this background. Mm-hmm. And again, you've had your podcast for for years now, mm-hmm. um, hundreds of episodes. Yeah, yeah, about to hit 250. And and you know, we're going in a particular direction, you know, with God's word. And the wind might be blowing us, but there's always that way of of turning your sails yeah. and saying, "Hey, we're actually going to use this wind." to show the truth of God's word and to push us in this direction. Listeners, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to comment and let us know. Maybe there's an illustration that you used. Maybe there's something that you preached in the past that could be helpful for other people. Make sure to comment that. If you're listening on a podcast app, maybe Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Spotify, make sure to tweet us at Ministry Pass. Give us some thoughts. Rate, review, subscribe, and even share this with your ministry friends if you find it helpful. Uh, we want to be helpful to you as pastors, and uh, hopefully the podcast does that. Yeah, so uh, we're excited about the next episode. We're going to be talking about some non-service-related um, things that your church can do. And so I'm really excited about this. We put together a list of some really fun things that your congregation is really going to enjoy that are, that are don't have anything to do with a service, mm-hmm. but that can be very fellowship-oriented, uh, very community-driven, especially during this time. So, yeah, have a great week. We're praying for you, pastors. We'll see you next time on Hello Church.